Hello, listeners. Thank you for tuning in to WGWG.org. My name is Stephanie Flores Fuentes. Welcome to Insert Subject Here, or ISH, as I like to call it. ISH is a segment in this radio that covers popular news subjects and takes a closer look at the data in regards to said subjects. Today, we will be talking about Chile, so let's listen to some music before we get to the details. Today, we will be talking about a subject that took many in the global community by surprise, the Chilean protests. The protests began in early October in Chile. However, they did not turn violent until this week. But before we get to the meat of the subject of the protest, let's have a little background information about Chile. Chile is a Spanish-speaking country in South America. It is geographically diverse due to its span on the left side of the continent. Chile is over 2,670 miles from northmost point to the southernmost point, but it is only about 217 miles wide. Chile has had a significant shakeup in the past few decades, most notably in their transition in the 1990s. The reason for this significant change was the change in politics in the country. From 1973 to 1990, Chile was under a dictatorship. This dictatorship came into play on September 11, 1973, due to an American-supported coup in the country with General Augusto Pinochet as the head. And this man, well, Augusto Pinochet was radical and anyone who stepped out of line or had different political views in the country ran the risk of being kidnapped, imprisoned, or just plain killed in his rule. This man took hold of Chile for 17 long years. And finally, after all that time, the government had a majority vote against his continuance as president. This came after massive displays by the public, such as marches, to show their disdain for the current position and to show the government that they wanted Pinochet out of office. They succeeded, but by that time, Pinochet had murdered, kidnapped, and made thousands of people, quote unquote, disappear. Pinochet was also judged on an international scope and pinned with hundreds of human rights violations. I could go on and on about this particular period, but let's focus on the damage that was done by it. The Chilean people suffered during Pinochet's time, but most of all, they were made more unequal in terms of their social economic standings. Pinochet dissolved many unions, and although he opened up Chile to the free market, those who were wealthy became more wealthy under his rule, while the poor remained poor and had very low upwards mobility. This also meant that those who couldn't afford to go to post-secondary schools weren't given the opportunity their more wealthy counterparts received, which only served to exacerbate inequality between the rich and the poor for many generations. And why is this all important? Well, we'll get to that after this musical break. Welcome back, listeners. As we talked about previously, Chile has had a past living with an authoritarian government that ignores and oppresses its citizens. And this very government has made the gap between all economic classes bigger, which affects the working poor most acutely. According to Statista, despite the central bank having issued a target inflation rate of 3%, it was not reached in 2014, 2015, or 2016 defying expectations. 
Rising inflation is said to be affected by a weakening peso combined with a relatively weak economy. While these inflation rates are not nearly comparable to some of the highest inflation rates around the world, slow growth and lack of consumer and business confidence still remain the underlying concern for Chile. In addition to this, the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development states that in terms of education, 65% of adults aged 25 to 64 have completed upper secondary education in Chile, which is below the OECD average of 78%. This is true for both men and women, as 65% of genders have successfully completed high school. Which brings us to the igniting force behind these protests. With a higher cost of living and many low-income citizens affected, it is obvious that the rising cost of transportation was not going to be a favorable action. When fares were increased, students were highly affected. Many depend on a metro as a mode of transportation to and from their schools, and asking an already disproportionately poor sector to pay up was their last straw. Students turned to social media to disrupt the metro in groups by jumping over the turnsides and refusing to pay a higher fee. Many protests on this matter were peaceful, but eventually came to a boil on Friday, October the 18th, when riots broke out and looting occurred in Chile. In response, President Sebastian Piñera declared that they were at war and sent out troops with tear gas, water cannons, and rubber bullets on his own citizens. Instead of regarding his citizens' concerns, he decided to essentially turn the army on them. Many Chileans saw his actions as reminiscent of those of Pinochet, and they did not want to return to that stage of their country. Over a thousand protesters were arrested by the military police for showing their disdain to a government who doesn't understand them or plainly tries to ignore them. Some enraged protesters set fire to the metro itself, costing millions and millions of dollars in damages. Although the increase in the metro price has been removed, the actions of President Piñera enraged citizens, and many are protesting to voice their desire for him to step down from office. According to Forbes, Piñera's net worth coast at about $2.8 billion. It is clear that he has lost touch with his population. Instead of hearing citizens and their concerns over the 4% increase in their metro fares, he painted them as the enemy and convinced that they were the problem. So far, over 10 people have died in the protests. This has been Insert Subject Here. If you have any questions or comments, please send an email to info at wgwg.org. My name is Stephanie Flores Fuentes. Thank you for listening.